Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. Tell It Like It Is radio show. Bob Simons from Dickinson, North Dakota. We're broadcasting a live program tonight. 
And we are coming to you from the studios of downtown Dickinson, North Dakota, KDIX. And the um, that's a powerful AM station right here in southwest North Dakota. You may be listening that way. You may be listening on KDIX's website. You may be listening on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. Appreciate Brother Duran and all that uh, they've done for us there. I want to say that um, I want to hello to Brother Schuler, Pastor in Grafton. Hello to Sister Becky listening in Camden, listening from Belfield. Nikki from Fargo, she said, I hope you have a good show. What do you mean you hope you have a good show, Nikki? It's going to be a good show. We've got Tim listening from Prince Edward Island tonight. He may be the farthest away. No, Stormy from the Philippines is listening. He's the farthest away. The um, We have uh, Brother Griffith listening from Great Falls, Montana. And um, we've got the uh, Schmitz listening in Bismarck. We've got uh, so... Let's see, what else? Oh, and I've got my friend Dave listening. You know what? Dave is in Fargo, and he's uh, he's, at, he's at the Fargo Center. He's a man that I met in my, my jail ministry several years ago. Really, really great guy, great artist. He really is. And you know what, Dave? You, your text today at the start of the program changed the topic. I was going to do one thing, and now I decided I saw... I saw you listen, and I thought I'm going to do something else. And so, so if you don't like this topic tonight, you can blame Dave from Fargo, and uh, and you can get really upset with him. But I'm, except I'm not going to give you his number or anything. We've got all kinds of people texting me tonight. We've got some people with the last name of Woods in Beulah. We've got some Lomans listening. Um, the uh, some Dickies, some Stoners. Stoners. We've got some Willis's listening tonight. So just all kinds of people listening to the Tell It Like It Is show. And you can you can be part of this program by texting me 701-290-7862. 701-290-7862. Or you can email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Now, if you're out of the country... Like Stormy is, he's listening tonight in the Philippines, and he's trying to work his way back to move back to the United States. And he um, he he wants a just a shout out. He's Stormy's a veteran, a Vietnam vet, and he said Happy vet- Veterans Day to all our veterans. And I just want to say yes, I agree with that. And um, the uh, I just want to uh, thank you, all our veterans that are listening tonight, for your service to the um, to our country. That's how you spell Georgia. I thought Georgia was like Georgia. I didn't know Georgia was with a J. I just got a text from a girl that's named Georgia that's listening. And, uh, oh, man, they just came. You know what? We got a lot of people listening tonight from all over the place. So I better just quit reading this and get into the program. But if you do want to be part of the program, text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Change my topic at the last minute. I was going to talk about something else, but I'm going to talk about this instead and uh, we've got Abe running the controls tonight, and we do have a guitar in the studio. I don't know. I get people really wanting Abe to play and sing, so it makes me uh, happy for him and, and uh, thinking I'm just an old has-been here because nobody wants to hear Pastor Bob anymore. But <laughs> And now watch all these kind people saying, sing us a song. going to read out a book, the book of Proverbs tonight, and these are some of my favorite verses. And there's a lot in these four verses or five verses, but I don't know if, how much I'll get through, how much we'll talk about, but there's a kind of a theme in here that I want to get to. 
Proverbs 4.23, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a froward mouth, and perverse lips put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. And these, in these verses that we're going to talk about, I wasn't, I, I, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but for some reason, my friend Dave, when he texted, said we're listening from the Fargo Center, and it looks like one of his friends is listening too. Um, it just made me decide to go this route instead. Let me start out by saying this. I believe that we are masters of our own destiny. I believe that if it was up to God, everybody would go to heaven because that's God's will. Uh, it's God's will that you go to heaven. It's God's will that everyone goes to heaven. That's God's will. He, he wants, the Bible says in the book of Ezekiel, that God has no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked should turn and live. Um, the Bible teaches that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So I want to establish that right away, that it's God's will. If God got his way, we'd all be walking with him and be his children. Unfortunately, there's this thing called free will, and I've for the last, I don't know, six months, it seems like my mind is just consumed with the thought of free will, thinking about free will, how powerful free will is. I do not believe that we as humans are pawns in the hand of some fatalistic God. I believe that he's given us free will. I believe when the Bible says we were created in the image of God, that's what that means. We're not powerful like God, we're not all-knowing like God, but we have a free will. We're like God in the sense that he's given us the power of choice, the power of decision. And so, uh, and, and, and maybe Dave is going to see how I'm going to tie this into why he made me decide to go this way. Because I remember your story, Dave, and I remember uh, your struggles. And I, and I believe that God's going to bring you through all those things. He said his mother is listening down in Missouri, and she's 76 years old and just started being involved in prison ministry. That's pretty cool. Um, does my heart good to hear stuff like that. You know, let me start out by saying this. I believe that addiction is a choice. Addiction is a choice. Drug addiction is a choice. Sexual addiction is a choice. Alcoholism is a choice. I believe it is. Now, I know that that's going to anger maybe possibly some people that are listening because because there are the trend in our society is to say that it's not a choice. The, the trend in our society is to say uh, anybody that tells you addiction is a choice is just uninformed. Uh, they, they want to say it's not the victim's fault, and they use, even use the word victims. Uh, and don't let anybody tell you that addiction is a choice. That's what they'll say. And this type of thinking has become extremely prevalent in our society, in our culture. Uh, this this type of thinking, uh, kind of this fatalistic idea that I'm under the control of something that I had no choice in. Like, that's just who I am. Pastor Bob, that's who I am, and I can't help it, and so quit trying to change me. See, I reject all that stuff. I don't believe that. I really don't. And in, when I get into these Proverbs chapter 4, 23 through 27, I'm going to tell you that there is, there we have power of choice, power of decision. Uh, 
the problem is, and as we get into these verses, you'll see this, we can get ourselves into such a corner, into such a rut, that it's really hard to change. Now, even though it's been many years, I do know firsthand the power of addiction. Um, I, I really do. I, I, um, I grew up in a home where my dad was um, heavily addicted to alcohol. He quit when I was young, like maybe 10 or 11 years old. And, uh, and you know, he uh, made it all back up to my sister and I and my mom. You know, he uh, my mom stuck with him. She's kind of one of the heroes of my life because I would say most women would have left their husband after what my mom went through. But she stuck it out, and my dad, I f- feel like, appreciated that and the rest of his life, which was a long time. He quit drinking when he was 40. And so for the next, I think, 36 years, um, you know, he he made it all back up to all of us. He was a great grandfather to my grand or to his grandchildren, and um, and you know, so I mean, I you know, I'm not here to be on some kind of pity party about being raised in the home of an alcoholic. That's not my intent. But as a young man, I decided not to get involved in in drugs and alcohol. I didn't. I, I really did. I had made up my mind. I'm not going to go that route. I'd seen what it did to my dad, and I wasn't interested at all in doing it. But. I began to make some wrong choices my junior year in high school, and um, and at at the the in the spring of my junior year, I started drinking. The story is a lot more involved in this, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time telling you the story. But once I violated my conscience, I went from drinking to smoking marijuana, and then to doing all kinds of illegal drugs, anything I could get my hand on hands on, anything my friends had. Anything's, anything we could find, you know, cocaine, crank, mushrooms, peyote, um, you know, acid, um, all of those drugs that, that we, I became involved in. And I know the power of addiction. I understand it. The reason I know this, I didn't even know I was an addict for, for quite a while during this process. I really didn't. I just thought I was having fun until, until one of my best friends checked himself into a treatment center. And at that point, I thought, well, maybe he's got a problem, but I don't have a problem. But here's what I was thinking. I'm going to quit using drugs just because when my friend gets out of the treatment center, I want him to have a good friend that's not using drugs. And so I made up my mind I'm going to quit using drugs. I made it for three days, and those were terrible days. I was dreaming, thinking, uh, desiring to get high. And at the end of three days, I did. And that's when I realized I was an addict. And it seems like when I tell you that story that I have had no choice. But I do believe I have a choice. You see, when you jump off a cliff, you don't, while you're falling, it doesn't seem like you have any choice but to fall. But much of the choice comes before you jump. In fact, all of the choice in that matter comes before you jump. It all does. And that's why, like I tell, I, I spoke about this up at our jail service today, and I told those guys, everyone in this room has been clean for the most part for several months. A lot of those guys have been locked up for several months. And the majority of the people in my jail services have drug or alcohol problems. And I said, you now are sober. You're not falling off a cliff anymore. You're standing on your own two feet. If you go back into addiction again, 
It's a choice. And I, I, that's kind of my opening on the program tonight. But we're going to get into the book of Proverbs, chapter 4. If you're sitting down somewhere, get your Bible. We're going to talk about Proverbs 4, verses 23 through 27. Abe's running the music tonight. He's going to play a great song. Text me, 701-290-7862. Nah, nah.
We've got Abe running the controls, playing the music tonight, and we have got a lot of people listening. I'm so thankful for all your texts. I may not read everybody, um, but it's good to have the uh, Burlings listening up by uh, Grafton. Uh, Nathaniel, their son's listening too. The um, We've got, uh, oh, just, oh, it's really neat. And people I don't know texting me, that's awesome. So um, I, I would say this is kind of a record for the most texts I've ever got so far on a radio program. And um, we have got uh, uh, Jasmine. Hey, Dryden and Tristan are listening. Sometimes if kids are listening, I try to say their names. So Dryden and Tristan are listening. We've got the um, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. This is what it says. Keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. The Living Bible says, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Your heart, your direction is based many times on what you think, how you feel, uh, your gut feelings, your common sense. And these things we're going to call tonight your heart. And it says you need to guard your heart above all else, because it determines the course of your life. And I'm going to say it even determines the course of your eternity. The reason that we need to guard our hearts is because it can be deceived. You could start feeding your heart the wrong information, and it can believe it. That's what Jeremiah 17.9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked who can know it. If your heart gets messed up, it will change your reality. And then you'll start to believe it. Um, there isn't a drug out there, in my opinion, uh, worse than methamphetamine. Now, the opiates are a very close second, and they're extremely addictive. Uh, you uh, you that are on prescription pain medication, I, I, I am warning you, telling you, whatever you can do to try to wean yourself off of that stuff, I mean, I, I know there's such a thing as pain. I believe in it. I, I've had it. But I'm telling you, the, the opiates are very, very addicting. But methamphetamine is so strange because it changes your reality so quickly that you begin to be believe things that aren't even close to being true. And that's why this program is not just about drugs tonight. Um, I, I had a guy that, uh, a friend of mine named Rick that I've become friends with over the years that used to call me the uh, N.A. preacher, the Narconics Anonymous preacher, because he thought that's what I preached about was drugs. Well, the reason I talk about it a lot, I suppose, is because of jail ministry and because of my background. But there's a lot more issues. Let me just tell you this. You don't have to be a drug addict to be lost. You know, you just you just break the greatest commandment, you'll be lost, which says to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. But the Bible here in Proverbs 4.23 said we've got to guard our hearts. Because if we don't guard our hearts, it will change our reality. And when you, a perceived reality is extremely real to those who have allowed, it, allowed their hearts to wander. That's why addiction is such a huge problem, because it changes what you think is correct. Your thinking gets mixed up. You know, my dad used to say, well, after he had quit drinking, he, he would say, I don't have, I didn't have a problem with drinking. I had a problem with living <laughs> because his, he was mixed up. 
he, he thought that you had to drink to enjoy life. Uh, and, and if I could just go down that road for just a little bit tonight, Hosea 4.11 says, Whoredom and wine and new wine take away the heart. You see, we're talking about right now in Proverbs 4.23, we're talking about the heart. Hosea 4.11 says, Sexual perversion and alcohol, and I'm going to add drugs into there because same thing, take away the heart. And let me just say this. If you drink and think you're not a drug user, you are deceiving yourself and you're not really deceiving anybody else. Alcohol is one of the worst drugs that there is. And and anybody that's ever been addicted to it or knows people that have, have family members that have, it is a personality-changing drug. It, it is unreal what it can do to people. Now, when I say all this, I'm telling you, I still believe that we are masters of our own destiny. Ultimately, if you drink and become a drunkard, the Bible says that you'll go to hell. It said drunkards are going to hell. Now, that doesn't mean drunkards can't quit being drunkards. But when you say, I'm an alcoholic and I'll always be an alcoholic, be careful what you're saying there. I don't. I know you don't really believe that. But truthfully, the Bible says that drunkards are going to go to hell. Why would God allow people to go to hell for something they couldn't control? Doesn't that sound unfair to you? Especially when God wants everybody to go to heaven? Oh, I didn't want to just get turn this into my, my uh, preaching about drinking, but it could turn that way. Hosea 4.11 says, Hordom and wine and new wine take away the heart. That's what makes them so bad. They change your reality. Sexual perversion changes your reality. Uh, God gave us a natural sex drive. And, and he made it and he said it was good. He created the outlet for that to be marriage between a man and a woman. Now, that's God's idea. This isn't something Pastor Bob made up. This is the way God set it out. I like it. You know, it was a great deal. You know, I've, I've been married to the same woman for 40 years and plan on staying married to her. This, but what if, your, what if your ideas about sex got messed up? Like, what if you thought that two men were supposed to be together or two women were supposed to be together? Or God forbid these, these pedophiles. You see, whoredom and wine and new wine take away the heart. You know, before you jump off the cliff, folks, and get involved with these things, tonight I'm trying to warn you, I'm trying to help you. This program is kind of geared right now, tonight, to people that aren't doing those things. That aren't falling off the cliff. Now, our church also believes in helping people after they land from falling off the cliff. We, we try to help pick up the broken pieces. If, if you're not dead, I've lost quite a few of my friends and acquaintances now to, to drug addiction, alcohol, DUIs. I mean, I've, I don't know. I really don't know how many funerals I've preached now of overdoses, um, of um, car accidents. It's been a lot. I mean, it's, I'm not going to say it's dozens, but it's been a lot. You see, 
when you're falling off the cliff, it seems like it's out of control. But I'm telling you, before you jump, it's in your control. I just read about a uh, uh, somebody here in North Dakota in a newspaper, a teacher that just got sentenced to 10 years in prison because of sexual perversion. A woman. That's You don't hear that that much. It's usually men are the guilty people here. But I'll guarantee you that did not start overnight. Your heart has to be deceived. And there are plenty of things to do that out there. One of the reasons, if you wonder why Pastor Bob preaches about Hollywood and television and why the people in our churches, our church don't have televisions and don't have, don't watch Hollywood movies, it's because your heart can be deceived. What today, when I was a boy, I did not live in a perfect world and I wasn't, uh, by any stretch of the imagination, a good kid in some ways. My mom might be listening. She probably thought I was. But I, I kind of know better. But I'm telling you, in my younger years, I didn't know about a lot of sexual perversion. I didn't know a lot about it. I didn't know there was such a thing. I had no idea. Uh, th- this, The things that are viewed on television and movies today are the things that people used to sneak around and go to the adult theater 30 years ago. What's happened is our hearts deceived. It's still pornography. It's still wrong. But because they put a PG-13 move on stamp on it, then we think it's okay. I'm telling you tonight, keep guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. You know, guard your heart. Don't let it, don't, don't get near the cliff of sexual perversion, of narcotic addiction, alcohol addiction. Don't let your heart get near the cliff of bitterness and self-pity. Wow, this topic's getting bigger all the time. You know, there's a verse in 1 Peter chapter 5 and 8. It says this, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And so we read about how the devil wants to destroy you. I don't believe the devil can destroy you unless you allow him to. But one of the ways we allow him to is a little verse. In that verse it says, Be sober. Because your adversary, the devil, wants to kill you. That Greek word sober means free from intoxicants. That's what it means. When you are under the influence of a mind-altering substance, you are susceptible to satanic attack, deception, delusion, Um. If you, if you know anybody that's been on meth for a while, they are out of their minds. If you know anybody that has dr- been drinking for a long time, they are out of their minds. And that is such a perfect position for Satan to come in and mess with them 
and hurt them, and not only hurt them, but hurt the people around them, their loved ones. Satan can destroy people that don't have their wits. And a good way to lose your wits is to be drunk, to be stoned. You see, this, this, um, in, in, you know, here again, I hope you've got your Bibles with you. Hebrews 4.23 through 27 is where we're at. I'm going to have Abe play a part of a song on our, our playlist here so I can just get my wits back together. This is the Tell It Like It Is show. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. radio show get on the bus throw your cigarettes away <laughs> i guess that went along with it hello to um 
uh, Kathy down in Texas. She's down there for her dad's funeral. Our condolences to her. The um, got all kinds of people listening tonight. The uh, just I don't know if I'll get to everybody. The uh, um, got uh, Zach and Leah listening. Said their pastor, Pastor Miller, preached these same things, kind of the same things today. Um, Yvonne is listening. Uh, good to have her down in Bowman listening. The um, just talk, we're talking tonight about. Uh, I better quit reading this and just get back to it. But are, there are some really good verses that people have texted me here too. Uh, Brother Griffith said the Amplified version of Hosea four eleven says harlotry and wine and new wine take away the heart and the mind and the spiritual understanding. Wow, wow, that's so. You want to lose out with God, just get addicted to uh, sexual perversion or uh, narcotics, intoxicants. To whom you yield yourselves vessels to serve, you are the servants thereof. I've got my friend Brother Doug listening tonight. One of these days, maybe, he and another friend of mine, John Harvey, are going to come on this radio show and give their testimony. That will be wild. (laughs) It really will. He, he sent me a scripture, Brother Doug, Proverbs 20 and 1. Wine is a mocker, strong drink is raging, and whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. Yeah, good to have David listening from Lake, what is that lake that you live on? Lake um, Olo, is that right? Well, I better quit doing this because I'm going to run out of battery. We're talking tonight about Proverbs chapter 4, verses 23 through 27. We're talking about the concept that we are masters of of our own destiny. The um, in verse twenty five it says, "Let thine eyes look right on, and and let this thy eyelids look straight before thee." So, in other words, we've got to keep our heart. We've got to guard our heart, and we've got to be really selective about what we look at. Uh, what I'm going to say, what we listen to, who we're influenced by, who our friends are. We've got to be. Really, really influ or be careful about the input that comes into our brain, because Satan wants to deceive us. Now, just today, I was having a discussion with somebody, and we were talking about how uh, it was uh, talking about the stand I have about television and how how shouldn't it be a matter of the heart? Like, in other words, if you've got a, the right heart, you should be able to tell what you can watch and what you can't watch. And that seems to make a lot of sense. In other words, like, Pastor, can I have a television or can I watch selected, selective Hollywood movies? But here's the problem, you guys, is there are some things that are out there to deceive us. As I mentioned earlier, uh, what goes on television now is not what they would have allowed when I was a kid. Like, for instance, when I was a kid in the 60s, there was zero cussing on television. Zero. No, not one cuss word. Um, when I was a kid, there were very few movies that had cussing in them. Um, there were, it, it was because people were decent. People didn't want to see that stuff. But now we have an, an entertainment world that is trying to deceive us. Well, I believe Satan's using it to deceive us. And so you've got to be very, very careful 
what you're influenced by. That's what this means. Let thine eyes look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Uh, the Living Bible says, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. In other words, you're trying to get to heaven, you're trying to do what's right, get your eyes fixed. Get your eyes looking the right direction. There are many, many distractions in this world. And where we're looking is where we're going to be going. Be careful what you look at. Watch what you're doing. Watch what you're listening to. You know, watch what you're reading. Be very, very careful. You know, this, um, uh, and, and I, I think anybody that's a serious, uh, person here is going to agree with me that our society is rapidly changing. The reason it's rapidly changing is because our hearts are getting mixed up. What we think is right and wrong is getting mixed up. Well, this brings me to verse 26. I'm still in Proverbs chapter 4. And Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 26 says, Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. This is where I wanted to get to tonight. Every decision that we make needs to be well thought through. I told the guys at the county jail today, of course, many of them are sober right now because they've been locked up for, you know, three months, seven months, and many of them want to do what's right. Many of them don't want to go back to the addictive lifestyle. They don't. So I said, here, let's play this scenario out. You get out of jail, and you start going over to your best friend's house, and they're all smoking meth, but you don't. You know, you they pass the pipe, but you just... Let it go by. And so you do that for a couple months, and then one day you're kind of low or depressed, and when they pass the pipe, you take a hit. And for the next eight months until you get locked up again, you're going absolutely crazy, paranoid, uh, not thinking straight, you're insane. And at that point, during that paranoid time, it seems like addiction has no choice to it. But what is the choice in that story? Abe, what do you think the choice in that story was? Exactly. The choice was that, you know, when you started hanging out with those friends smoking meth, you were not going the right direction. Ponder the path of your feet. Like, what am I doing over here? Like, these guys are, well, first of all, you're on probation. What are you doing over there anyway? If the police would bust that party, uh, you'd be back in jail. Every decision we make about direction needs to be well thought through. Simple choices can set a course in our life. Thoughts become actions, actions become habits, and habits define who we are. You know what? Pay attention. Ponder the path of your feet. I mean, in everything. You know, our careers. Pay attention to what you're doing. Now, I know a lot of you are stuck into careers you can't get out of because of finances. I know that. But if you're picking a career right now, why don't you pick one where you can be with your family every night? Where you could come to church? You know, here again, I'm not criticizing anybody. I'm thankful for all the truck drivers and all the oil field workers. We got a bunch of them in our church, and and I know, you know, and God knows we got to make a living. I I understand that. And I, but I also understand 
that some of the money that can be made in truck driving, for instance, you know, if you're listening from outside of North Dakota, I just want you to know there there's truck drivers around here making hundred, sometimes close to two hundred thousand dollars a year, and that sounds really good, and everybody wants to sign up, but a lot of those truck drivers will tell you it's taken a toll on their families and even their spiritual condition sometimes. Ponder the path of your feet. When you're choosing a career, you know, I, I when I got out of college, I asked my dad about coming to work at the car lot as a salesman. And my dad said, I don't think that would be good. And the reason he said that, I asked him why. He said, Bob, I work a lot of hours down here. He said, maybe you should find something where you could work with your, or so you could be with your family more. My dad told me that. He was a great salesman, made a great living at it. But he, he was basically saying it, it may not be the best career. We need to ponder the path of our feet, whether it's our careers, our relationships, you know, like, like our relationships, uh, you know, like who you're going to marry. I mean, you girls don't marry him because he just is nice looking or has a nice smile. I mean, that's a really dumb reason to get married or even to go out with somebody. You know, ponder the path of your feet. You know, like, like, uh, where, where is this relationship going to take me? Everything, I, I believe this, I believe this, I believe this. We are the masters of our destiny. But many of the troubles we get ourselves into seem irreversible. Like, if you marry the wrong guy, it can turn your life into misery. If you marry the wrong lady, it can... Now, here, I believe God can change people. Absolutely. And I believe you need to stay married to him. I believe it. Yeah, I, I don't believe in divorce. But how much better, you know, people, how much better just to pay attention? You know, how much better? We, we need to pay attention to what we're doing with our time. You know, like, do you want to be, do you want to spend your life paying, playing solitaire on your computer for two hours every day? Is that what you want your life to be defined by? Now, hey, listen, Pastor Bob, I can waste some time. Yeah, I can waste some time. I don't necessarily do that, but I, I can waste time. And, and in fact, God, you know, even this kind of preaching, when I preach these kind of things, I want you to know it makes me think about my own life. It really does. I'm not up here as some big expert that I'm filling every minute of my time loving God and loving others. I want to. I know that's the way to do it. But you see, are we going to define our life by just wasting time laying on the couch and not doing anything? The Bible says as a door turns on its hinges... The lazy man turns on his bed. Like he's hinged to the bed. He goes from one side, flops over to the other side. He can't get off. Is that, is that what you, I mean, is that how you want your life to be defined? Or do you want to fill every second with doing something great and, and trying to make a difference? You know, when I die, all I want is that I made a difference in this world. That's all I want. When I'm dead, I want there to be people that are alive that are better because I was here. That's all I want. 
See, that's why death is not scary to me. Now, it's going to be different because I've never done it before. So that's going to be kind of scary. Anytime you try something new, it's kind of scary. So death, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of scared of death because of that. You know, kind of, it's kind of like uh, going downhill skiing for the first time. You know, it's kind of like, boy, that's just not going to work. You know, you look at how steep those hills are and you're on these two little sticks and you're like, that's not going to work. So I'm, I'm scared of death in that sense just because I've never tried it. But I'm telling you this, I'm more afraid that I wouldn't make a difference in this world than I am of dying. You know what? We have been put into this world to make a difference. You know, that, that's, that's so true. We've been put, and, and it's not like Jean Valjean said in, in Les Miserables, that really great, um, novel written by, um, by, what was his name? I just, I just, I just went out. Victor Hugo wrote it. Probably the best fictional novel ever written was called Les Miserables. It's spelled less miserable. That's how it's spelled, but in French, it's Les Miserables. And uh, the key pl- actor is, or the key hero is a guy named Jean Valjean. And he, at the very end of the story, is dying. And his adopted daughter is saying, Father, Father, you can't die. And he said, Oh, child, to die isn't bad, but to never live, that's the tragedy. Don't waste your life. Ponder the path of your feet. Ephesians 5.15 says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. The Living Bible of verse 18 says this, Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's really a pretty neat way to say that. But he says, pay attention. Walk circumspectly. Look where you're going. And then finally, in Hebrews 4.27, it says, turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Let me tell you this. we got to start out walking the right direction. we got to pay attention to where we're going. we got to guard our heart, ponder the path of your feet. And then, once you start walking down that road, Stay on it. Don't get sidetracked. Don't, you know, once you made up your mind to go the right way, don't let anything get in your way. Verse 27 in the Living Bible says, Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Once you see the right direction, be careful to not get sidetracked. Making a good start with God is only part of it. Dave, that's listening tonight from... Fargo, from that center in Fargo, my friend that I met in the jail. You know, you're texting me some good stuff, Dave. You know what? I'm glad you've made a good start. But we're gonna, we gotta follow this thing through. We can't, we can't turn around. My heart is broken. There are things about being a pastor, actually being anybody, that it cares about people. My heart breaks when I think of all the people that I know that have made a good start, a sincere start, but have become sidetracked. People that I know, well, I'll, I'll probably finish the program telling a story about that. Abe is going to give out some um, some information about how to, to get a hold of us during the week and actually some, some other churches in our area if you're living in other places. So.
Well, this is a Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast coming to you live from Dickinson, North Dakota. We're from the New Life Pentecostal Church, and you can visit our church. The address to our church is 501 Elks Drive, and um, we have service on Sundays. Sunday Sunday school is at 10 o'clock a.m., and there's a worship service at 11 o'clock a.m., and that's every Sunday um, at the New Life Pentecostal Church. Also on Wednesday night at 7.30, we also have a worship service as well every Wednesday night at 7.30. Um, if, you would, if you're from the Beulah area, we have a, a, there's a Pentecostal church there, an apostolic church called the Truth Community Church, and they have service every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. And um, on Wednesday night, there's um, Sunday school for the kids in Beulah, North Dakota. And they're at the address to that church is 220 3rd Street Northwest. And that's in Beulah, North Dakota, the Truth Community Church. If you're from Beach, North, North Dakota, um, every Tuesday night at the Beach Community Center, there's a service there. And that's at 7.30 at the Beach Community Center. Brother Joe is the the pastor. And um, I'm sure they'd love to have you join them if you're from that area or you just want to go visit. And also in Bowman, um, Brother Seth Springer started a church down there. And they're holding service every Thursday night at 7.30. That church is called the Cornerstone Apostolic Church. And the address to that is 18 North Main and um, that's the Cornerstone Apostolic Church in Bowman, North Dakota Um, if you'd like to get a hold of Pastor Bob Simons um, and get some more information you can call or text him, his cell phone number is 701-290-7862 or you can email him. His email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Thanks, Abe. And uh, it's been really good to have you in the program tonight. And always a joy to be uh, with my grandson, too. I, uh, I have Abe is my oldest grandson, and I, I've told him many times that I like everything about him, <laughs> just exactly the way he is. And, uh, and he can make a guitar talk, too, so I like that. He can pick up that guitar and play that thing. Like nobody's business. He's got another cousin that is an extremely good guitar player too. But I just happen to have my guitar here, so but this is not Abe. I don't wanna I don't wanna throw him under the bus. You've been listening to the Tell It Like It Is show and I've gotten a lot of feedback from this program tonight. All good. I haven't got anybody disagreeing with me. But I will tell you there's a lot of people that do disagree with what I'm saying. They think that we're victims. They think you're a hero if you quit using drugs or quit drinking. I don't think you're a hero. I, I don't think I, I, we shouldn't have been doing that stuff in the first place. You know, just because I used to be a drug user and a drug addict, that doesn't make me a hero. If I'm going to be a hero, it's, I'm going to start helping people. That's what's going to make me a hero. You know, just you know, quitting using is is can be just about as selfish as using. You know, God wants us to. Uh, Start making some good decisions in our life. And those things will bless us. They really will. 
You know, um, there's a lot of things came in on my texting tonight that I really wished I could share with you. Um, just so many good scriptures, and I, I love this when you help me with the with the program like this. Um, the um, there's just so many, so many things, brother Doug. That's a little deep what you sent me about Jezebel. That really is, but that wouldn't I couldn't mention that because it would take too long. I think to try to explain that. But you know, I'm going to end the program tonight, and I might sing a song or two. But you know, there there was a a friend of mine many years ago who who became a Pentecostal preacher, and he went to a church in our state here in North Dakota. And this man had a very good conversion. He uh, he got he uh, he was a songwriter, a singer, a really neat piano player. Plus, he he was a good preacher. And uh, he and I worked together in a capacity working with young people. But years went by, and he did not keep his heart from looking to the right or to the left. And he got sidetracked with something that is so silly. But he got sidetracked in sports and just watching sports and getting consumed by sports to where it hurt him spiritually and he walked away from God. I don't know what he's doing today. I really don't know where he lives. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I'm trying to keep the story vague enough um, to where I would not embarrass him. If somebody's listening that knows him, but he wrote when he was doing right with God, he wrote a little chorus, and I'm going to sing that chorus for you tonight as I close this program. But I'm telling you this: making a start with God is only part of this. You've got to walk and keep walking and keep walking. I'm excited for everybody that makes a start with God. I really am. But I'm more excited when they start making the kind of decisions that they need to make to keep going that right direction. I believe this. Everybody that goes to heaven are the ones that just kept walking the walk. I am here to dedicate my life. I'll give you my best Through every trial and test, oh, I am here to dedicate my life, and I'll serve you, Lord, forever. I am here to dedicate my life, I'll give you my best. Through every trial and test, oh, I am here to dedicate my life, and I'll serve you, Lord, I'll serve you, Lord, I'll serve you, Lord, forever, I am here to dedicate I'll give you my best Through every trial and test Oh, I am here To dedicate my life 
And I'll serve you, Lord, forever. I'm done. Program's over. Make a start for God. Don't get sidetracked. Amen. Let's all get to heaven. That's the whole goal here, right? Got to get to heaven. Thanks for listening. God bless. And till next Sunday night at 8.06 Mountain Time, we'll be, uh, I'll see you, hopefully see you in our church if you live in Dickens. God bless. Good night.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.